So we'd like to welcome our musical guest today here on Heavy Galaxy, coming to us from the Lone Star State in Houston, called Heavy Rockers Warlung. We've got Phil and Chris joining us. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Good. Doing good, man. Glad to be here. Stoked to be on the show. Awesome. Awesome. Of course, we got my partner over there on the the top right there, Mr. John Gist, the mayor of the Las Vegas Strip of Heavy Rock. What's going on, John? (laughs) I'm not on that strip. I'm yeah, not even sure. here that shit all. All right, the off the strip, arts district guy, right? <laughs> just, we'll just say mayor of the rock scene. I'll I'll take that for now. We'll take okay. It for now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. You got it. You got it. All right. So, guys, man, I know there's a lot going on in the world of Warlung. I mean, you guys just got back from a tour over in Europe. And I mean, I was looking at your social media stuff, man. I saw you posted some some cool pics, but there's one that stood out, man. What, what you gotta talk about that basement show in Germany. Oh, that looked yeah. like yeah. I mean, what that looked pretty cool. I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. So that show was actually booked like last minute. It was okay. like a week or so before the date. We had like two dates open, and the venue it uh, is about to close down, and they're like oh, they can't book far out in advance. So they're really all about just last minute shows and last minute opportunities for touring bands. So it just we had played Dresden, Germany the night before, and it was just like oh, perfect. Let's go to Berlin, and it was so sick. Like downstairs, like it was like a bar, cafe, bar, cool stuff upstairs, but down was in a basement. Great sound, great vibe, great energy, and everybody just packed that show out. It sold out. That show sold out just because of the both bands, but also just the fact that people want to go experience that venue before it closes uh, so okay. the promoter is like dude everybody every show we throw is last minute and people come out because they want to be here before we're done so It'll be the last one yeah right? they say like they don't know they only have a couple weeks notice before they're going to shut down but they're going through the whole i guess you could say gentrification in that area mm, Berlin. Okay. they said they're just getting rid of a bunch of historic places and building condos so yeah is that uh you said that was in berlin yeah that was in berlin wonder if that was east or west that's interesting yeah i don't know we went to the wall it was awesome that was a dingy looking fucking place like like (laughs) it with wires yeah Yeah, coming out of the ceiling and stuff yeah it was nuts and like uh we were playing right by the wall and it was a tiny stage we had to put our amps like behind the drums and um I fucked up my head on my guitar just because I was just like, oh, whoops. I had like the head, the the spinning back, but it's fine. It's been through a lot. Collateral. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of cool bands? What what kind of cool bands did you, uh, or memorable bands that you got to play with while you were over there? So surprisingly. Uh, there was only two openers the whole tour. So uh, it was just Cadabra and Warlong for 95% of the, the tour. Oh, cool. and, uh, okay. There was a band called Bus. They were like a blues rock band. And then, Bus? Yeah. B-U-S? B-U-S-S. And then, okay, uh, okay, yeah. The, mm-hmm. I forget the other. I should know the name of the other band because there was only two, but I don't remember. I either. could look it up. But uh, yeah, the other one was pretty cool too. It was just like a stoner rock uh band and that was in one of the italy shows as well but surprisingly there was not a lot of openers and we thought most shows would have had an opener but it we did good without it surprisingly like what kind of attendance every show you think what i mean range wise i just like get a feel for what europe's like versus here and you know things like that every show was badass like the whole time we were like there's bound to be a stinker, you know, because it's on <laughs> you're playing Tuesdays oh, yeah. and Wednesdays, you never know what's going to happen. But at least 40 people at every show, 40 to 250 at times, but like 50, 50, yeah. like 70 people average, maybe 50. Like that. That's great. I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm, in Europe. Yeah, I'm terrible sure. at like gauging audiences. Like, but I'll be like, you know, if it's a little room and it's packed, there's a thousand people. You, so you, you can tell. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, scenes right. like rows of silhouettes, yeah. you know, one after the next, behind the next, you know. Yeah, no, it was sick. It was a good time. Nice, very cool, man. And like, well, 
just so the support, like, I mean, just the promoters and the just the people coming out were all like stoked on stoner rock and psychedelic music. So it was it was refreshing. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Give us a feel for typical demographics, you know, age, men, women, binary, whatever. There was actually uh I would say maybe 70%, 65% male and the rest women, but like middle age to young, all ages, older folks. Nice. Like it was a lot of women though. And I'm like, this is this is pretty badass. Like, nice. you know, like not In just Houston. Not, yeah, know. not just <laughs> boys coming out to rock and roll. Yeah. Like it was it was it was a mixed demographic in a lot of places. We played some small uh towns and some small places, but it's like uh the rock and roll band is coming into town let's go check it out and grab a beer so like you know we had people that were there to see warlung or see cadabra but we also had a lot of people that were just hey heavy sykes putting on a show mm. let's, uh mm-hmm. let's right live music was, yeah yeah and it was that's badass great. like yeah no i was just gonna say that's cool that people actually will go out to see a show based off of the label or oh it's a heavy sykes oh, yeah, show yeah. i mean that's cool you don't really you don't I don't really see that here too often, obviously in the states, but that's. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm it's like, kind of a new development. Okay. Two years. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty inspired, honestly, to just let's go see more shows. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. I'm guilty of just like, oh, I'm Tuesday, like mm-hmm. I should go I do it. You I'm know? sleeping. <laughs> I know, but like yeah. now I'm like I'm going out, whatever. Like I, it, <laughs> I miss it. And I had a, I'm, I'm so, depressed. I mean, <laughs> have you a quarter seen life a quarter, what, no tour crisis? He's having a quarter life no tour crisis. crisis. Quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Were there, I mean, were there a lot of 20 somethings? And I don't know if, you know, under 21 was allowed or whatever, but were yeah. there younger people there? Uh, yeah, there was younger people. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Some people we talked to were like, yeah, in their 20s up until. 50s and onward like right it was a wide range for sure yeah it was pretty dope i mean you guys are in houston mm-hmm. which yeah. not really known as a great rock and roll hub i mean now it is he's <laughs> been in a reputation mm-hmm. for people showing up mm-hmm. eh, yeah it's getting, getting better man i mean it is I, but i want to hear what is. you guys say like I would, man Honestly, Houston is a big indie pop, historically, like indie pop, hip hop, mm-hmm. um, country, big, like death metal scene, like, true, mm. you know, like, and some punk. Yeah, a, a lot of punk. punk. And lately, the kids have been going really hardcore. That's true. Crazy. There's like a punk revival almost going on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thrash, like, big thrash bands yeah. on the east side of town. And, yeah, um, DRI, they're from originally from Houston. Yeah, DRI. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. yeah. DRI uh, and just man, some really great death metal bands, honestly. For sure. As far as the stoner doom scene, you know, we got Foster Mother, uh, Stone Nomads are mm-hmm. another one that are coming up pretty, pretty rock mm-hmm. and rolling. And yeah. mm-hmm. It's a good scene, you know, a little Plow. mix. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Plow. The home. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah those guys are great. Yeah, um, there's a good scene, and you know we're two hours from Austin, so we can blend with those guys yeah. all the time too. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys too. There, yeah. I know. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I talked to, I was interviewing uh, about a month or so ago, Jude from Stone Nomads, and yeah, he was yeah. saying, "Is what is that? Uh, they was talking about that one club, the Black Magic Social Club, I think it's called, right?" Yeah. It's That's awesome. a that looks like a great place. You were saying it's like you could you could give them like a hundred bucks, they'll let you record videos, they'll let you do anything in here. You're saying, and that's yeah. a really unique thing to have because not many cities have that. That's really cool. True. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's a beautiful venue. Like you go inside, there's awesome artwork mural. There's a backdrop of skulls you play in front of. Very photo friendly. Very video friendly. Uh, super cool. It's a, not super big, so you can pack it in and. It feels good. Yeah. And that whole area is blowing up with little venues like that that are all east side. On the east side of Houston. That's that's the hub for all the hot shit these days. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear people are I mean, it's one of the biggest population bases city wise for a long, long time. It's like top five mm-hmm. biggest 
city. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just know that it's it, it's had some stories over the years. Just like Las Vegas has been a tough market for many, many years. And it, it takes yeah. a lot of work just to get people to know anything about yeah, the sure. music. I mean, yeah. you Absolutely. guys are an example of a band that if people heard the music enough and heard the songs, and that's starting from the beginning, because you've mm-hmm. had good songs from the beginning, um, you'd be a lot more popular. But it's just people don't know who they don't know. It's just a very weird, odd yeah. situation that's, we have. A lot of... A lot knows of our music. Yeah. yeah, the hardest part yeah. is just getting people to listen to it. But like mm-hmm. we open and but the good thing is we can we're kind of that kind of band where we can play with a lot of genres of bands. It's true. Like yeah. we opened up kind for of uh, a lot of different sounds, yeah, different we, genres, mm-hmm. different showcases, you know. We opened mm-hmm. up for I Hate God, like oh, okay, yeah. And we were a little like, well, they asked us to play, let's we'll see how it goes. Do it. And yeah, people yeah. fucking loved it. And like people were did, like, Yo, did they buy stuff? Yeah. yeah, we yeah, we brought the heat and it was sick and like Everybody loved it, and everyone was like, "It was kind of refreshing, you know, like yeah. seeing some badass rock and roll before." Yeah, there's some different God. sounds, you know. Yeah, actually yeah. hearing people sing the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. People actually singing. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, it was like did people buy CDs or vinyl or, or shirts at the, at that kind of show. Yeah, yeah, they did. We sold. We did pretty well. Yeah. Like, especially like. Cool. Yeah, people are like, going to get a shirt and, uh, you know, stickers are flying off the shelf, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah, no, it was pretty sweet. And it was, you know, kind of a, I mean, it was a wide range of crowd, but like a lot of the older folks were like, holy shit, like, that was sick. You know, that reminds me of when I was 18. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said yeah. we reminded them of like a heavy cure. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that before, but. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I guess because you can hear our vocals, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe we should cover Boys Don't Cry or yeah. something like that. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> the killing an Arab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one, but thank you. Yeah. Fascination Street. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. That at least had a guitar in it yeah. more than the others. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of guitar, you know, you're a unique band with two guitarists. Mm-hmm. Two vocalists, mm-hmm. somewhat, right? Yep. Two vocalists. Uh, is it the same two people or the main songwriters, or break that down for us? Uh, man. Everybody kind of contributes. Yeah, George, the other guy, uh, lead guitar player, and kind of main vocals. Yeah, writes yeah. a lot, um, and we collaborate a lot. Like whether it's a riff, um, a melody, a lyric, we kind of we jam every week. So we're like a band that since we started week at least weekly mm-hmm. we jam. So like yeah. we're just like we, we play different instruments too. Uh, like our drummer, uh, he writes a lot of the lyrics, you know, believe it or not. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh yeah, Ethan writes a lot. Uh George shits out riffs like a madman. He doesn't stop writing. <laughs> yeah, like he's <laughs> He's a monster. Um, he's got a like a record. In head. He's recording a record. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, ahead. Yeah, he's working on like other things too. He's uh, he's yeah. he's got multiple music More. projects. You yeah. know, and interesting.
listens to your music enough can tell that that's probably not that easy to play live. Um, and so that makes a lot of sense because I've obviously seen you guys live, mm -hmm. uh, God, two or three times now. Yeah. And, uh, and you do an exemplary job of it. But, you know, you got a lot of harmonies. Yeah. Two-part harmonies. Know, that's the vocals and, and yeah. stuff. And I just wonder, how do you even come up with doing those? And then how do you like, – I'm not a musician. So I'm not a guy who's musically inclined to, to try to figure all the, the composition, how you put it together, but to come up with these ideas of where two are singing at the same time and the mm, guitars the, and talk, talk to us novices about how that process goes. <laughs> oh, we like to fill up the space, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, we like layering a lot, you know? Yeah, especially um, on our last record, we are like, we're going to pump it yeah, yeah. full of everything. And a lot of it evolves in the studio. Yeah. You know, like we'll uh we'll write the song and practice the song. We pretty much have everything well crafted before we go to the studio. Mm -hmm. And um we might just have one main vocal, but then in the studio we're just like, oh, do you hear that? You gotta add the harmony. You, you hear the harmony mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. um we add it and sometimes we will be like, Well, I don't know if we can pull that off live. And then we'll start playing the song. I'm like, oh wait, now we can. Yeah, you we'll can, pull it with, off with and, some practice. Yeah, you know, with some get practice. It down. We'll, mm -hmm. But we're yeah, mainly layering um, inspiration from a lot of bands, Beach Boys and stuff. Just the harmonies. Mm -hmm. um, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd harmonies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pretty much every sick ass band is littered with harmonies. So like. Uh, yeah. um, you know, Uncle Azad has a lot of harmonies and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but the two-part harmonies, I think, well, is pretty unique. You know what I mean? That's something that's, especially yeah, with Stoner and Doom bands, you just don't see that happen very yeah. often. I think that's what really makes you guys stand out from a lot of your peers there in, in the scene. You know what I mean? Is, is those those vocals, those two-part harmonies. Like I said, it's... Uh, and you guys I know also, too, was... Um, I know uh, Jeff, right, from Duel, he he mixed the record, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean... Yeah, how was... Because uh, I mean, he's... He, he, God, he's he's a great you know engineer, great you know studio yeah. guy. Um, yeah. How was it you know working Jeff with him? And, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. great. Uh, Jeff, man, he's been pretty supportive of the band he for is. a while. But I think beforehand he even reached out like, "Yo, if y'all ever want to work together." Uh, mm -hmm. So it was kind of like after our third record, we we're like, well, "I think we want to try some other stuff." We were playing shows with Duel. We had been playing mm -hmm. Duel, you know, here and there, and we were hanging out, talking, you know, and getting stoked on each other, and uh, and just kind of started the relationship from yeah from playing shows together with him, you know. Yeah, and they're they're big on harmonies too. They're big on layering, stacking. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, it was it was a no brain. Like we would have loved to probably go and record with. Uh, Jeff as well at his studio, but we just have a buddy that we can take our time with, and he's got a solid. Studio. Yeah, like locally, you locally, know. and he's an awesome one in Houston, you know. It's... Yeah, so logistically makes yeah. sense, and we love mm -hmm. uh, the guy we work with, Jacob uh, King Vinny Studios, is amazing mm -hmm. too. So we'll track with him, and he's got all the sounds we need, and then going and reamping with jeff tweaking it tweaking it and jeff yeah. and con like we shot jeff our demos uh beforehand like george uh midi tracked a bunch of drums and we did some demos and then we sent that to jeff and jeff kind of sent us some notes like oh maybe you could work on this or add this here this there and mm -hmm. like it was a very like oh he said exactly what we wanted to do yeah. that we planned on doing so like okay jeff's the guy we need to mix with because we're exactly ideas. on the same page like <laughs> everything he sent we're like of course that like, makes sense that's you know, what we were helpful. planning on doing or that was a great idea so yeah he helped out a you lot. mentioned you mentioned uncle acid and that was a band that your transition from last album to this album i felt like there was a more there was a darker tinge that mm -hmm. on a few songs at least really felt in that world of Uncle Acid a little bit, and yeah, yeah. and that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've definitely. I mean, we'd be lying if 
we said they weren't an inspiration. Oh, yeah, we love them. We've been yeah. jamming them Nothing for years. Since, yeah. Been around forever. Since you know? the beginning of yeah. We've been like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah, great. And yeah, we see them every chance we get, and we'll eat up their records. Like, yeah, they're they got that raw oh, sound. Yeah. So, we really did want a more raw sound for this last record. Yeah, like, okay, cool, it's like a like a live sound almost. You know, yeah, go for yeah. live, raw, crunchy, uh, heavy, dark sound. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Now you guys got to talk to me really a little good. bit about about the video for Return of the Warlords. <laughs> with, with, with the masks, I, I, I gotta. Yeah, I walk us through it out, man, because that's a pretty uh, funny video that you guys do with that. Well, we're on a budget at that point. We, <laughs> we were like, "Shit, we blew, I don't have any more money. We spent it all on the record, and uh, we needed to do something." So we're all about trying to put. It's a protest tune. <laughs> yeah, protest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. <laughs> but no, we were just what could be cool and easy and fun. And we're mm -hmm. like, originally, we're like, let's put some lights on and a projector and blast off. And then last minute, I was like, yo, let's pick a mask because this could be fun. And it was really no, it's cool because I mean, like you said, the music, you know, and your lyrics are a little bit more serious. So to, to add a little humor side to it, I think is pretty. You know, just to kind of balance that, I thought it was pretty, you know, interesting and pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it is kind You're of right. Funny. It is, uh, yeah. it is like some some light and dark kind of play there, mm -hmm. like between the lyrical content and like the the video content. You know, even mm -hmm. just messing around. You know, yeah, it's sure. Much us as a band, like we sing about some dark stuff. It's pretty wild, like death, decay, rock and rolling. And then you see us live, and we're smiling the whole time. We're laughing.
like it's- and I want to say thank you to you guys um for playing you know the song that of course I feel is one of your best and uh, uh dedicated yeah. to the entire dude and he's 70 oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure like, that's wow cool I wish I was recording that <laughs> yeah. that's for you uh, man that's a good one man we love it but what an amazing song um tell people a little bit about I mean, that was a couple of, you know, a few albums back, but tell us a little bit about who wrote that and what that's kind of about, if you remember. That was a George. George, George, George wrote with that one. Uh, that one's actually, um, it's about uh, a Vietnam experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who he was writing it about. Was it his uncle or something like yeah, that? Maybe it uh, like it's, that. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah, maybe it's something It's about Vietnam. Yeah. It's about serving in the military in Vietnam. Uh, I forget who... He was writing it about, but I'm mm. pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, he had some what it was based on. Yeah, we pretty what's much funny like... is it, it's upbeat, really. It's pretty fast yeah, yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like rooster, yeah. you know. It's kind of the consensus, you know, like we're trying to trying to keep the, the tempo up, you know, keep the keep the energy up, you know, even if it may be a, a dark subject matter, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when we're coming up with ideas, uh, we just think of a theme and we want to think of like a little story to tell with every song. So it's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. So we'll be like, oh, let's write a Vietnam song. Mm-hmm. And then like either any one of us can go to the lab or write that or like, let's write a song about getting your organs stolen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, we can go along with that. And like, you know, like if you listen to the lyrics of, Every song we have, it's usually about us. It's a mini story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun. Yeah. Another song on that album. What was it? No Son of Mine or oh, yeah, Father yeah. of Mine? Yeah. No Son That's of Mine. That's a deep one right there. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Another George. That's another George one. That's yeah. about his relationship yeah. with his parents, right? Is that what it was? I don't know. I assume so. I'm like, I, I hope it wasn't that bad. I, I, That's a deep I, one. I, 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 <laughs> <my parents. laughs> We'll have to clarify that, so don't hold me to that. One, yeah, but, but uh, something along those lines. It's yeah. not like we're recording this. Really. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. George, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna ask you guys this artwork behind me for that record for Vultures Paradise, man. I love that. Uh, oh, yeah. I just love that album cover, man. Who who, who yeah. did that? I mean, where'd you? Uh, is it some some random artist or someone well known? Or we ran across an artist on um, Instagram and. Um, She's gonna kill us because I forget how to pronounce her name now. Mikhail. Mikhail. Let's see. Hold on. She. um, She's tagged on some of our posts, uh, some of the album posts, like on our uh, Instagram. So you could definitely track her information down. Um, But shit, I'm I'm terrible. Um, But honestly, we we pretty much just uh, were browsing artist on instagram and like we're always sharing artwork and artists there's uh, so many artists on uh instagram you know like so we we pick cool artists and we want to pick somebody new every time pretty much and um Mm -hmm. this album revolved around a lot of death and decay and sky burial is the theme of it all like Mm -hmm. feeding your body to the earth and um we, we were, found an artist about that she did yeah. death artwork. Well, like she that. so like I we wanted the uh, at we we wanted the the cover art to reflect uh, maybe the the album title or at the time the single was Sky Burial mm-hmm. and the record was supposed to be called Sky Burial. So yeah. we were talking to the artist about artwork uh, or a design based off of a Sky Burial, which is a uh, it's an ancient uh, Tibetan burial process where they they'll lay a, a corpse or a dead body like atop a mountain, you know, mountaintop, and mm. uh, you know the animals and you know nature like naturally you know decomposes the body. So we thought that was a cool. There's yeah. some videos uh, on there. It's wild, but a cool uh, idea. Hopefully they make sure they're dead first. <laughs> I can't yeah. even pronounce your name. Let me see. Let me see. Mika, Mika Hackart. Art of uh, Mika Hacker. Yeah, Hacker. 
So we're again, we're from yeah. Me, well, Mika, great, great job of having Mika. <laughs> but she's she's a great artist. Uh, yeah, she's very talented. She's got a very cool style. Yeah, and, super uh, cool and we style. thought that it it matched, it fit the the style of you know the material on the record. You know, we thought mm. it was a good fit. So yeah, well, now the record. Me and John, John, I believe you did too. I mean, we I, I had you guys in my top 10 on the Doom charts for the year. I mean, it's a phenomenal Thank record, you. you know, and I believe John yeah. did too. A lot yeah. of people, I yeah. think, did actually. <laughs> um, yeah. How did you guys, because I mean, it's such a great record. I, I just want to know how you guys were able, to, were able to pick what tracks to release as singles because, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously the two ones you did pick are great, but it's like, I mean, to, I mean, the title track to me, I love. I mean, that, that just... The chorus it just yeah, sticks man. in your head, man. It's it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. So yeah, how'd you guys want to pick in the tracks? It's tough to choose. It's like, it was it's like rolling the dice, man. You know, yeah, right? just the ones that stood out to us, the ones that we liked, you know, the yeah. ones that like Sky Barrel was the biggest song, I feel like. The one that was more the most epic journey of a song. Mm -hmm. So we we're like, okay, that one we want to release first with a video. And then the second one, like Return of the Warlords, we we're kind of like, well, let's make a. We wanted to make a rowdy video, of, and it was yeah. kind of a more shorter song that mm -hmm. we could kind of blast off Good. a quick, fast energy. So that helped form the idea. Yeah. And then, like you said, Vulture's Paradise is just a banger. It's such a out on the road, uh, yeah, road dog, and mm -hmm. and um, again, just trying to keep the, but, the yeah. energy up. You know, the ones that kind of stand out, the ones that are that are you know the most interesting you know the ones that kind of cover the most ground if you will you know the most well-rounded so to speak i guess you know yeah and it's been tough with all of our records i feel like on most of our records i mean of course we're gonna say this we love all of our songs but you could point to anything and be like yeah we could probably make that a single yeah even like the last track on our record runes the more slow one like Man, that's a banger too. So like, and that was originally an acoustic song. Yeah, oh, nice. So it made a big transformation. Yeah, that was a lot of in studio transformation of that song, and uh, we love where it, it came. So yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah, thank yeah, you. Really cool. Appreciate it. How, oh, of course. How long is the um? How long is the set right now? And what do you plan on set wise? How how long do you think it's going to be for the for the two heavy psych sounds? Uh, one is things about. We half, have we only have half, half an, an hour. hour for one and forty five minutes for the other, I believe. So okay, forty five for San Fran or for forty five for Josh Tree. Oh, good. Wow. Thirty. They released the times. You can check the timetable. Yeah. And, uh, we're assuming that's what we'll get. Forty minutes probably, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thirty, unfortunately, in Fran, San Francisco. So yeah, yeah, thirty to forty, I guess, yeah. on the. On the average, cool. Yeah, trying to do some new what's stuff. Going on. Trying, yeah. See how it goes. Nice. You gonna so play something you... that's never been never been released? Is that what you're gonna do, or no? No, not for this one. We're gonna just do. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, you got well, enough say... good songs. Oh yeah. I, I no, know when I say to do stuff. that. Yeah. No, when I say yeah, okay, stuff, I just mean the newest record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know bands to do that. Yeah, and I'm like a setless junkie. Yeah, and, yeah, man. And so when someone goes, "Oh yeah, we're gonna play a couple unreleased songs," I'm like, "Fuck!" You're like what? You know that really? means you're gonna take away from these other songs. Yeah, that you know that I really want to hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I can name bands even because it's it's it, and they don't give a shit. And it's like, "Fuck!" Well, just remember, yeah. us fans really want to hear certain songs. And, sure. We know there's only X amount of slots, so it's, it's it's an interesting thing. We know you're the creators, the artists, so you you got to obviously go with the flow. But it's tricky out there, and, and it's maddening on like big bands. Yeah, man. And yeah. they get like six songs off the new album, you know, and they have like ten albums. You're like, whoa! I'm with you. Know, I'm Iron Maiden at least they only play like one or two, you know, maybe two yeah. or something. I'm the same way. And when we construct set list we really try and put ourselves in like okay we're going to california uh we haven't played in california a lot so we don't need to play unreleased stuff let's sure. play stuff that we know yeah. and stuff that people yeah, we'll that to, like us will try to model the set list around the show or maybe the other bands we're playing with you know try to you know match like. the vibe 
Well, now, what, what's your guys' plans? You know, after Heavy Psych Sounds Fest, I mean, you guys going to get back on the road? Are you going to start maybe writing some some new stuff? What's the plans now going forward? Yeah, we have uh, all of that. a few things. All of it? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were, we all work, so we're recovering from yeah. the Europe tour. But um, <laughs> we, uh, I'm ready. You know, we're ready to go at any time. So, like, mm -hmm. uh, well, actually, we have a show like three days after the uh, Joshua Tree show. So we'll yeah. be okay. right back at it after. Yeah, we'll Cali. be playing with Duel in Houston, so that'll be fun. Oh, on cool. on uh, March 30th. Actually, uh, that's a sick show. Duel, Foster Mother, and uh, Kill, Kill the, the Lizard. Lizard. There. Yeah. Super sick thrash band. Check yeah. them out. They're local. Yeah, they're yeah. super cool and some of the best people. Um, so that show we're really looking forward to in Houston. And um, I think maybe a live video uh, mm -hmm. performance of the new songs or plan to put like a studio uh, session. Okay. Of the yeah, like session. The last live studio session. Of, like Vulture's Paradise songs. We always try and do some of that. And then... Uh, some more music videos. We got some ideas cooking, yep. um, and then summer shows are right around the corner. So we'll be get hitting the road again for those. So. Yeah. Awesome. And then, you know, coming up with. Where do you think you'll hit the road? Um, uh, honestly, we had such a good time with Cadabra in Europe. We're trying to. We're, we're talking about hitting. Those yeah. Upper, so mm -hmm. nice. they're they're such fun dudes, and we love them so much. So, like, cool. it was. I missed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really what are you about? Are, are you going to Europe again? You think, or where would you go yes. as yeah. far as if you were to do shows? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, maybe not this year, but next year oh, we we have to be back. Yeah. it was so. Good. Yeah, why not? And uh, yeah, we already talked to. We're in the works of planning uh, when we'll be back. So. It was too good. And hopefully, you know, financially, was it at least, I mean, it's your first time over there. So it's not expected for you to go make a bunch of money necessarily, but financially, no. did it work out pretty good for first time? It worked out. It was nuts. I didn't think it was, you know, I was like, hey, <laughs> even if we spend a bunch of money, we're going to Europe. But like, we yeah, came it's back an experience. With, uh, right. We came back yeah. with a little change. Oh, that's like, good. Good. Nice. Nuts. So like, we all want you to make money. I mean, that's yeah, the key. For and sure. We've like, heard that about Europe is the support. I mean, it's obvious rock and roll as a culture here has been kind of tamped down for about a decade. Just tamped down, yeah. pretending like it's not it's here anymore. Fun. But rock and roll has kept it. You know, we've gone pretty full hip-hop nation here in our country. And, mm -hmm. and if not, the yeah. country's gotten a little more rock. Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, the it the, the the room for the real good rock and roll bands that play songs that people can hear the lyrics, good vocals. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's the hidden jewel. It's the it's the style of music in our country that has the highest upside because of my unofficial testing of people introducing them to rock and roll. Uh, no one in our country knows about it anymore. Mm -hmm. They all only know the old or they hear the garbage on the radio yeah and that radio stuff is very right. narrow of the styles God. now and so literally we've lost two generations where literally almost any 20 something doesn't even know even an inkling of these styles and they probably mm -hmm. think oh it's probably like what my dad listens to some weird yeah. shit so i'm gonna go yeah, listen to like you know <laughs> you know young something or other dj or whatever or <laughs> you know in some regions they're gonna go country which is oh yeah, more rock stars in country than there are rock in America. Yeah, you know, they dress, mm -hmm. they look, oh, yeah. they got a guitar in their hand, yeah. their hair's getting longer, and you know, mm -hmm. it's it. I, I love looking at, at social, the way things are go and psychologically in America. It's it's very simple. It, it if the rock and roll was given to people with a mass amount, and you guys would be, it, it literally one of the bands I would introduce to people. Uh, people like it. They just don't know. Right. So the best mm -hmm. part of right now is our Generation X. Yeah, sure. Um, which is me. Um, it really ranges from like low mid forties, like mid forties, the the mid upper fit mid fifties. Um, yeah. Everything I test on all my demographics on my I, my podcasts and other things. I mean, it's it's obvious. 
And we grew up in as Gen X with great 70s as kid. Oh, yeah. Great 70s rock. I mean, I grew up with Motown and disco, too. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm lucky. I got to hear Thank all you. kinds of music like that. And then 80s, you know, heavy metal actually was really cool for a while until I went hair metal. And, <laughs> and, and then it was like, fuck off, you know, I've got alternative rock. Yeah. Uh, and then grunge happened. Grunge, and yeah. Yeah. So rock and roll is such a part of a vital part of America, but not yeah, anymore. You won't hear it on commercials other than Rival Sons has mm -hmm. like a eleven year old song that or I maybe, play. Uh, maybe the Foo Fighters, you know, Foo Fighters is probably the only other mm -hmm. year. Oh yeah. yeah. Well yeah. he's part of the establishment at this point in time. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he's already drank the blood or some shit. Yeah, yeah, just, I know, right? It's just amazing. Yeah. I, I love Dave Grohl. Him and I are the same age and grew up in the exact same county. Oh, yeah. At the same time. Wow. I don't know. Really? Him. Yeah. Cool. So man. he grew up right outside of DC in Virginia, just like me. Wow. He's going to punk shows, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. was never in a punk. Mm. I was a metalhead at that point in time. Yeah. And uh, when I started sneaking into DC, it was more to, you know, <laughs> go to bars and, and meet women. And he was busy, right. or girls, I just say. And he was busy fucking just getting dirty and gritty. Damn it. And, you know, seeing. And meeting, you know, whether it was Wino or, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, Pentagram and all these other mm -hmm. great, you know, DC bands. And DC had a big punk scene. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, Pugazi and all that. So mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, guys, we're, we're, we're a product of our environment and what we're given. And so that's what's so important about rock and roll. It's sharing and getting it out there and helping people just break that seal where they think the legitimacy of the music is only because it's on the radio. Like right. the mm -hmm. almighty radio gods yeah. and these, there are the ones that would know better than anyone, right? <laughs> and since we, we, we are fall for that, I just get a captive audience. I beg them on Uber and Lyft. I change the car stereo. I don't, <laughs> what it looks like. oh, yeah. I don't care if it's a Jamaican dude. <laughs> I don't care if it's an Asian chick that came and picked me up in a Hello Kitty car. That was a little weird. <laughs> I don't care if it's a 65-year-old man. Um, I'll do it. And I'll ask him, go, you ever heard of rock and roll? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I like everything. Every yeah. single person answers the question like that. They don't want to offend. They want to yeah. feel all inclusive. They're like, oh, I like everything. Like, yeah. I don't. That's yeah. my tell them. I like I'm all about rock and roll. Yeah. I'm gonna, I got to take up for my homies here. So let me play you some rock and roll that they're not giving you. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask them a few questions and I'll pick a certain song and all that and go like, from there. Uh, Harry Styles or uh, <laughs> yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I play a lot of rival sons. She didn't tell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I play Dirty Streets for people, Sasquatch, right. um, oh, yeah. Villagers of Iona Nina City. I will play for certain ethnic groups just to kind of get it in there because it'll have like this kind of reggae start to the song. Um, oh God, it's my favorite favorite song by them, and now I'm like blanking out on it course on, on a recording here we'll and it. it starts off with a reggae thing yeah and so it's familiarity so it locks them in mm -hmm. and then all once guitar gets more prominent and the vocalist sings like the most beautiful thing ever a little small little band out of a little small village in greece called villagers of ionanina city and uh, the album is literally mystical and spiritual, oh, but yeah. I'll, I'll play that song for them, and you'll <laughs> and you just you know I'm looking over at them all the time. <laughs> People get off; they just can't believe they're taking pictures of the screen of their car, yeah, so they can remember the song in the band. That's awesome. They cool. do not know this music; no one knows it. That's yeah. not because the music's not good. No one knows it. Well, they watch traditional TV, um, you know mainstream tv all the time and and they go to movies watch movies they will not know about it that's on TikTok, of my you know they don't, huh? see, they don't see it on tiktok you know mm -hmm. there's no rock and roll on tiktok you know? well and, and john you know the gen x thing is you know obviously back then it was mtv 
you know, and that's how music was fed. Everything on MTV was rock. You know, you said well, the, hair, the, the hair metal, thing. the grunge. And without that, you know, people just in general like to be fed music. Unfortunately, people are, you know, not that, that many people like to explore it like we do. So yeah. back then, the Gen X, yeah, it was part of the culture, too, the American culture. Rock and roll was what it's all about. It's just, you know, I, I pre me personally, I like, you know, rock and metal and stuff to be underground. I like it. I don't like it mainstream. I think it's, yeah, it's supposed to be the antithesis sort of a mainstream. So to me, yeah. I enjoy it. Now, of course, I wish there were definitely more people going to the shows than when we were, you know, during yeah. the week or whatever it is, of course, we all want, would, would like to see that. But mm-hmm. in terms of its, you know, I think um, influence on the culture, you know, I like that it's sort of a, a, a once again, like a counterculture type of thing. And that's that's where I think, you know, where it belongs, just in my opinion. I don't and, know. And I, and I yeah. agree with you. What, what I mm. think is important is the survival of it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, literally. Yeah. If you really start looking at statistics, Matt, and you really start digging down and you go through the oh, yeah. full rosters of the main three labels. And of course, they're subsidiary branches because like Atlantic isn't even. They're underneath another label. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when we were growing up, we had eight or nine, ten good labels. Now it's controlled by the very few board of chairmen or whatever chair people. Mm-hmm. Me. And, and so they're controlling things. And then sure. you got the management companies. And so it's tricky. And, and MTV was great to add on, Matt. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. MTV added to it. And yeah. Anyways, it, it's just, it's it's tough to sit around and watch. And then when you know the ignorance of people just don't know the music. They just, yeah. they don't have any idea. And so, yeah, that's why I named my, my, my company Vegas Rock Revolutions. Because we need a rock and roll revolution. Yeah, yeah man. I like that. For sure. Yeah. World Dominion. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Oh, it's all good, good man. Enough, probably. You know, and 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 hey, these guys from One Lung right here are going to be, you know, they're they're in the forefront of that revolution right now, you know, and that's what's kind of cool to see. And you know, um, you know, the music, like I said, this album Vulture's Paradise is just uh, being just a incredible record, you know, production wise, you know, lyrically, I mean, vocally, I mean, every way, it's just it's phenomenal. Um, and with you guys, obviously, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, um, it's, it's got to be tough. Like you said, you want to tour more, you want to do this stuff, but obviously you got to work. Um, and it's, you know, it takes time too to build now. I'm sure, you know, it's obviously taking you guys, you know, what, this is your fourth record. It's taking time to get to this point now where you can now start, obviously, touring the globe and you're, you're on a great label now. So it takes a good almost yeah. you know, eight to 10 years to yeah. get to where you're at. Yeah. We had the, the COVID derailment, that's for sure, because mm-hmm. on our third record, it was, at the end of 2019, going into 2020, yeah, we're getting signed to Heavy Psych. We're going to go to Europe in 2020. And then shit hit the fan. And yeah. now we're finally getting our momentum back. With We're like, all right, well, we'll use this time to write a new record. And mm-hmm. now we're here. So we're three years late than where we want to be. But uh, we're, we're getting better late than ever. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah you go. it's worth it. Yeah. It's really good. It I, you're, you're, you know, you're set. I'll be looking forward to uh, pretty much the most of everything else. I've seen almost every band on that bill, believe it or not. Yeah, nice. um, I don't know if I've seen Wind Hand. It's kind of weird. It's a good time. Minus the Wind Hand and Psycho Vegas, but I'm not a massive slow doom kind of guy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, actually. But the two bands that have maybe the best, like, songs, like songs that, you know, you can sing to and you'll know – it's you guys in a band called High Tone Son of a Bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, dude. I mean, they don't have a lot. They don't. They have like a dozen something songs. That's it. Yeah. And they have a one that they compiled their four or three EPs together. Check that album out. It's rock and roll, two guitars, and uh, it's good vocals. It's crazy ass name, you know. <laughs> but and they'll probably play early. They're probably the smallest band, but they've been around for twelve years. I mean, they they recorded a song with Matt Pike on um, this last live album. Holy shit! Yeah, cool. Yeah. And that's two bands that just have really good songs. Of course, Duel is yeah. always going to be awesome. Yes. Um, I do have to, you know, put out a word to my 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 homeboy. Uh, Tom Davies of Nebula, yeah. uh, which just announced yesterday is having leukemia, oh. Uh, oh. literally got it not too long after performing at Planet Desert Rock. So yeah. our, uh, our thoughts and 
for many prayers, we'll say. There's already a GoFundMe for Tom Davies. So check it out online as he's recovering. He's gone through a load of health issues over this last month. Bad. That's rough, man. That's like really bad. Like he's had Bell's palsy for part of that as well. Oh, um, yeah. and, and he's a, uh, but he told me, he goes, I ain't going out this way. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. He sent me a message. And I was like, Damn, oh, yeah. this isn't the end of my story. I'm not going out this way. Yeah. And sure. uh, it it's, we have to live our life sometimes where we don't know when things just dramatically change. And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. why I urge people to go to live fucking music. Oh, yeah. Go by yourself. You don't have to go with other people. Rock and roll crowds nowadays are the easiest group to go hang out. There's yeah, that's no true. That's just, I love these people. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, so dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's, you know, there's no fucking attitudes or, you know, you might have a drunk idiot or some guy that he's not used to drinking too much. So then he starts hitting on the ch- kids. Yeah. He's kind of got to laugh at him. I mean, really? Not more. <laughs> I mean, you gotta try at least. I'm kind of happy the guy at least trying to get laid. I don't know. Yeah. You sit at home and play video games. Right? You're not gonna get laid. So gotta give him credit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gotta give people credit for trying. Yeah, it's community. It oh, is. Yeah. Yes, it really yeah. can be. It really. Yeah, can be. it is. And that's what. Speaking of the community, like we're from the Texas scene right now and just the texas community right now all the that's, music coming out of that's texas. why we are where we are right now yeah know? it's just the homies that are looking out for each other and booking shows together and you know i feel like there could be a documentary made about all these bands just oh, in whole cities you know like yeah just texas, you know texas bands yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like loaded yeah. loaded state of uh super sick bands, talent so we love i mean austin in particular is just- yeah, wowzers, mm-hmm. and like a small band that I saw at um Stoner Jam uh-huh. like four years ago, five years ago, called Smoky Mirror. Oh, my yeah, God. it just got signed by like Rise of Records. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's people well, like who they're great, <laughs> like yeah. White Dog got signed, even and they don't even have that's a fucking Facebook page, you know? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's awesome. I think Texas and, and I oh, think shit. San Diego. Yeah, uh, are my favorite two scenes per se. San Diego is unbelievable psychedelic scene. Uh, like mm-hmm. very, all the textures of psychedelic. Earthless is from there. Yeah, Radio yeah. Moscow one time was from there for a little while. Sacramani, mm-hmm. and it Sacramani. just goes on and on. Yeah. And and then now you got bands like Formula Four Hundred to just bring, you know, t- barrel out two guitars, two vocalists yeah. as well. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And it in in Mezua as well. And so mm-hmm. sure. San Diego and Texas are just clearly examples that you can have good a good scene and and music uh, just rises to the top mm, sure yeah not vegas <laughs> as much. and it's just but we for stoner psych like the heavier psych mm-hmm. and uh, doom or even just organic rock and roll it's just pretty uh pretty limited it's surprising my well, boy sonolith yeah. They kick ass. They open for me all the time. And, uh, you know, if you ask Foster Mother and you ask Duel about Counts Vamped, they'll tell you because they both played my shows. Oh, Foster, really? Cool. Yeah. Foster Mother played. I put them together with Boyd Vader, Boyd Vader yeah. Formula 400, and Sonolith. Damn. And we killed it. Friday night, we probably had 170, 80 people there. That's Damn. great, man. That's, cool. that's a great show. That's yeah. a great turnout. Yeah. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, guys, we're coming up close to an hour here. Um, I want to definitely get you guys to, to to let the viewers and listeners know here where to check you guys out, buy your merch, music, and keep up with you guys. So go ahead and just uh, do yeah. all the plugs, if you if you will. Uh, sure. Warlung on Instagram and um, warlung.bandcamp.com is all of our uh, our merch. We got some leftover tour merch there, some cool stuff, and all our records. Um, Spotify, crank them up and um apple music apple music and uh we'll keep trying to keep the content alive and well on uh the socials it's always fun and do you guys proud yeah and then come out to california yeah, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you guys obviously the heavy psych sounds fest both up here in san francisco and of course where john's gonna be at joshua tree i mean i'm, yeah. I'm actually jealous i wish i was going to that one to be honest with you but 
Yeah, the one up here is cool, but uh, you know, there's nothing that beats the desert with this kind of music. And yeah, that whole, hey, the that whole vibe. Disco show last year was an awesome place. It was yeah, great. it's great. Yeah, it's, it's on awesome. the street there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and y'all come say hey, you know, come come. Oh snack, yeah, you know, when you get a minute, we'll chill, we'll hang out. Absolutely. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'll be running around the whole time. Uh, and for folks that don't know, it's March 25th and 26th. Coming up, uh, Joshua Tree and San Francisco doing it simultaneously. So the lineups, many of them will be traveling from one to the other. Yep, along the way. So it's going to be a trip. Really interesting stuff, to say the least. But yeah, it should be some good hangs. You will uh, out there in the desert, and of course. Is the desert your second show or first show? First one? Yeah, second show. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least, you know, you don't have to stress out about driving up to San Francisco after that. Yeah, yeah. and hang in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Get our mind right. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. it. We'll get all And there's even an after party after that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be – and ticket sales have been brisk. Uh, yes, right yes, yes. It's been very good for Joshua Tree. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. Very good. All right. Right. We're going to be playing in front of a whole lot of people. I'm a big cool. mouth, and I'm going to tell people to keep a lookout for you. You know what? You know I got you guys covered. We appreciate it. Love love you. You. And, uh, we appreciate Matt, it. Matt, make sure to hang with these boys. Oh. Tell people because these absolutely. are the real deal. They're really good live. And, I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We appreciate y'all's yeah. support, love and support for sure. We absolutely. Guys oh, like yeah. y'all are the reason why we're here, you know, again. For sure, you know. Well, let's say we're just—it's the community, like you guys said. You know, it's the, the one thing about like the scene is it's such a really cool community of people. You know, everyone's just so cool. You know, it's just—it's—it's one. It's you know, it is. I mean, just over the years, going to you know different, being in different scenes and so forth, metal scenes or rock scenes. To me, there's nothing like what we're seeing. You know, with this, this scene right now, and uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just uh, we we'll just keep going. We're gonna do our part doing this. You guys obviously just keep kicking ass, putting out great music and playing great live shows and. Uh, you know, yeah, can't wait to see you guys in a couple of weeks. And thanks again for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks dudes. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one. See you soon.